Welcome to Hugh Story Presents Your Money, God's Way, a financial podcast based on financial principles, but these principles are literally taken out of the Bible. You see, when it comes to any topic that I want to learn, I want to consider the source, right? I've always learned that when you want to learn something, you want to consider the source. And what does that mean? It means that who are you learning from? Are you learning from people who know what they're talking about? Are you learning from people who have had success? Or are you learning from somebody who's just talking about something that they read somewhere? You know, we go to school, we learn from a lot of these professors that are just teaching things that they read in a textbook. And what I wanted to do was instead of, you know, looking at these books, because some of these authors that we read, you know, in these with these financial books, they're not really practicing what they preach. You know, people are going to business school, business school to learn from a teacher who's never owned a business, who's never dealt in business. This teacher got a degree in business, but never ventured out and owned their own business. And this person is paying thousands of dollars to learn from this person that has never did what they're teaching them. And I say that to say this, right? When we look at the Bible, it's been around for ages. The Bible is the number one best-selling book in the world. So what better place to get our financial information than the Bible? Also, the, the Bible is God's divine word. A lot of the information that we see today out there, a lot of the information is so crazy. You know, the more and more I dive deep into studying the Bible, the more and more I understand that a lot of the information that we know today, that we see, that we learn from different places comes from the Bible. Now, I know a lot of you know that I was doing the my other podcast, the Hugh Story Podcast, and you're probably wondering why I decided to change it up and, you know, speak on different topics. Well, I've been wanting to talk about the subject of money for a long time. I was just really trying to formulate how exactly did I want to go about creating a podcast around the subject of money. Now, understand that you can still go and listen to all the Hugh Story Podcast episodes. They're still up. Um, I will not be making any more episodes for the Hugh Story Podcast. All my energy will be put into this podcast because learning about finances and growing your finances, investing your finances has always been a passion for me. Now, the subject that I decided to talk about today on the Your Money God's Way podcast is the nine myths that I've heard all my life when it came down to money, right? And the things that I've heard growing up. And I'm sure every single one of you that have, that's listening to this 
um, podcast right now has heard these myths. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to debunk these myths. All right, I'm going to debunk all these myths. But before we do talk about these myths, I want to read a verse from the Bible that ties into the topic of living your life and being misinformed. And this text is found in Hosea 4 verse 6. And what it says is my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God. I also ignore your children. And I basically look at this text and I, and what this text says to me, what I got from this text is when you're living your life in ignorance and you hear information, misinformation, it's really easy to accept that information as your truth. And it's real easy to live by that information. You know, a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about today, a lot of these myths are things that has been passed down from generation to generation. And there's a story that ties into this topic and this whole thing about generations passing things down to other generations, you know, about how tradition can really do us a disservice, right? The story goes, the kid goes into the kitchen because it's Thanksgiving and he sees his mother cooking Thanksgiving dinner. And the mother cuts half the turkey in half and throws the other half of the turkey away. And he goes, mom, why do you cut the turkey in half and throw the other half of the turkey away? And she's like, I don't know. You got to go ask your grandmother. So he's like, okay, let me go ask grandma. So he goes to grandma and asks his grandmother, hey, grandmother, why do you, why do you and mom cut the turkey in half and throw the other half of the turkey away? And grandma's like, I don't know. You got to go ask great grandma. So he goes to his great grandmother and he asks her, hey, great grandma. Why do you, mom, and grandma cut the turkey in half and only cooks one half of the turkey and then throws the other half of the turkey away? And great-grandma looks at him. She goes, oh, the only reason why I did that was because I had a small pan and I needed to fit the food in the oven. And that's the only way I saw that it could work. So, literally, all those generations from the great-grandmother to the grandma, to the mother, they've been wasting all that food because they saw their grandmother do it and they didn't even know why she was doing it. And that's what I mean by traditions doing us a disservice. Things that we learn from our parents and generations and generations that don't serve us today. And with that being said, that brings us into our first myth, right? And the first myth is, I know you guys know this one, money is the root of all evil, right? Now, that's a blatant misquote of what the Bible actually says. The Bible actually says in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all evil, right? For the love of money is the root of all evil. Money cannot be evil. Money is not a person, Right. So money can't be evil. It's the love of it. Right. The fact that you were literally killing, stealing, cheating. Right. Doing 
immoral things to attain it, that's when it becomes evil, right? And a lot of people, the miscoming conception about it, about money, is that they think that, okay, well, only rich people can love money. No. You can be poor and love money. Think about it. When you start to neglect all the things that matter in your life, when you start to neglect your family, when you start to neglect your health, when you start to neglect your peace in order to attain money, that's when it becomes the love of money is the root of all evil. And I also say I would add to that is that the lack of money is also the root of all evil because a lot of people do things because they don't have money. They do things that they wouldn't normally do because they don't have money, right? So that is a myth. It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil, right? When money becomes before everything else in your life, that's when it becomes evil. That's what evil, that's where the evil lies in the love of it. Now, I want to follow up that myth with this second myth where people say that money isn't important. You notice that the people that are always saying money isn't important are never the people that have any money and they're always the ones that are are doing the most to get money. These are the same people that work 50 to 60 hours a week to earn a paycheck. They literally use majority of their time in their lives working for somebody else to earn a paycheck and they're always saying it's not important. And if it's not if it, if it isn't so important, why are you spending so much time focused on it? Why are you spending so much time trying to acquire it if money is not important? And you will never ever hear a rich or wealthy person, someone who has proper financial education say that money isn't important because they know better. Money is important. Right? There's a there's a quote that says money is important. It, it ranks up there with oxygen, right? You you could breathe a little bit better if you have a little bit more money. Money is important. If it wasn't important, a lot of divorces wouldn't have happened today in this world. The divorce rate is like sixty or seventy percent. Don't quote me on that, but it's it's in there somewhere in the sixties and seventy percent. That people are divorcing and majority of the reason why people divorce is because of money. So if it wasn't important, people would not be breaking up marriages that they made a vow to each other to commit to for the rest of their lives. So it is important. All right. So this is something that you need to not, you know, you need to get rid of out of your belief system, because if you think money is not important then it will never find its way in your hands. And if it does find its way in your hands, it'll always find its way out of your hands. Another myth that I always hear is that you need money to make money. 
No, that's false. You do not need money to make money. You need an idea to make money, right? One of my great mentors, Miles Monroe, says that poverty is a lack of creativity. That's what it is. It's a lack of creativity. You always find poverty where there's no creativity. When you don't see anybody creating anything, you don't see anybody building anything. And that's why entrepreneurs are the foundation of our world, of our country, of our economy. It's because they're the ones creating things. So where does the money flow? It flows into their pockets because they're creating. Look at the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, right? I believe he's still the richest man in the world. He created Amazon, right? Amazon is extremely creative. If he didn't create Amazon, I'm sure somebody would have probably came along and and created something similar to it. But the fact is that he created Amazon and Look where it brought him. It it made him the richest person in the world because everybody uses Amazon. Almost every household in America has an Amazon Prime account, right? So he created Amazon and money flowed into his pockets. Another myth that I've always heard growing up is that your house is an asset. You know, your house is not an asset. Your house is an asset, actually. But it's not your asset. If you own a mortgage on a house, that house is an asset, but it's not your asset. It's the bank's asset. Why? Because you're paying the bank for the house and you're paying them interest on the loan you took out on the house. So technically, you do not own that house. The bank owns that house. Now, the only way a house can be an asset or a piece of property can be an asset is if you're making a consistent cash flow from that house. Meaning, for example, you go out there, you buy a piece of property, you buy a house, and you rent it out. And you're generating a cash flow from that house, right? An asset is something that puts money into your pocket. So if you own a house with a mortgage, that's taking money out of your pocket. And the definition of a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket, right? So... Your house is not an asset if you are paying a mortgage on it. It's not an asset. If that house is not generating you income, it's not an asset. And some people want to say, oh, well, you know, the house does, it, it, it appreciates in value, um, you know, and the value goes up over time. Yeah, the value does go up over time, but you still do not own that home. Understand Even if you go ahead and own the home outright, if it ain't generating you some cash flow, it's a liability. It becomes an asset if you go ahead and sell it and you make a profit off of yourself selling it. You literally make more than what you pay for the home. That's when it becomes an asset. But as long as you own that home, and it's not generating you income, it's still a liability because you got to pay for all the things that break. You got to maintain, you have to maintain the home. You got to keep it up, right? 
You got to keep the value up. So your home is not an asset unless it's generating you income and putting money in your pocket. Now, the next myth is all debt is bad debt, right? You know, there's a lot of uh, people out there that like to listen to um, Dave Ramsey. And he preaches like pretty much get out of debt. Don't use debt. But that is a myth. Not all debt is bad debt, right? There is good debt, but good debt is debt that is generating you income. And what I mean, what do I mean by that? Let's just say you take a loan out and you use that loan to purchase a property that's going to generate you cash flow. Then that debt is not bad debt, right? That's good debt. Bad debt is when you take a credit card and you go to the mall and you max it out and buy things that you don't need. And then you keep paying the minimum on that credit card each and every single month. Right. And that brings me to another thing. You know, a lot of people don't know how to use credit cards. Credit cards are useful if you use them the right way. The best use for a credit card is to use it in place of a debit card. For instance, this is what I've learned. Instead of using my debit card, I use my credit card. So I use my credit card for all my transactions, and then I pay off my credit card at the end of the month. I do not use a debit card. Why? Because if I use a debit card, I have a higher risk of my money getting lost, right? Think about it. When you use a debit card and let's just say it gets stolen or somebody uses money on your debit card, somehow your information gets out there. Look at how long it takes for the bank to put your money back into your bank account. But once you use a credit card and it gets stolen and your information gets out there, when you call up the credit card company, they'll literally tell you to throw out that credit card, destroy it, and they'll send you out a new one. And your balance will become current. So it'll be like basically nothing happened. So that's why it's more important to use a credit card. It's more, it's, it makes more sense to use a credit card because your money is protected more with a credit card, right? Opposed to a debit card. Another benefit to using a credit card, it's a great way to bookkeep. You'll know everything you spend your money on. And also you can build your credit while you're using that credit card and you're paying it off each and every single month. So that's a great, that's the best way to maximize a credit card and use a credit card. And a lot of credit cards, they have like point systems and reward systems. So that's another benefit that you can uh, reap by using a credit card opposed to a debit card. And the last myth that I will debunk today is the myth that cash is king. Cash is not king. Cash flow is king, right? Look at it this way. You know, you can save money and become rich, but you cannot save money and become wealthy. Why? Because you saving money is just literally putting money away and your money is stagnant. Wealth means that there's a flow of income, meaning every time you use the income, it's flowing back to you. Every time you use it, it's coming back to you. And it's an unlimited, infinite amount of income, meaning that when you die, the generation after you is taken care of. And the generation after them is taken care of. 
wealth is literally calculated, right, on how long you can go without having to work, on how long someone can go without running out of money. So the goal is work to build up as many streams of dependable income that you can depend on that last, you know, for long periods of time, right? And probably outlast you. So revisiting the verse, it says, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. We've always heard over, over time, I'm sure you guys heard these sayings, which you don't know won't hurt you. And ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. It's not good to be ignorant. It's not good to live your life in the dark, not knowing because you're literally hurting yourself, right? What you don't know will hurt you. If you don't know how to properly handle your finances, how to properly handle your money, what to do with your money, right? How to properly save your money, how to properly spend your money, then it will hurt you in the long run or even in the short term. So when I really look at it and I look at my upbringing and I look at the things that I heard about money, they're, they're so contradictory, right? And it's no wonder, you know, for a long time I was doing the wrong things with money. It's because my belief system was so jacked up. You know, I was talking with my girlfriend and we came to the conclusion that we basically had the same exact beliefs around money. When we went to church, all we heard was it was this atmosphere that it's not noble to be rich. You know, you, you want to be humble and being rich means you're not humble. So when you grow up in that environment, you constantly do things so you you won't become rich. All the things that you've learned are are making you not want to become rich, like spending your money unwisely and doing all these things that don't serve you. You know, if we look in the Bible, there's more Bible texts about abundance and how to handle money than there is about salvation. It just seems like every time Jesus is sharing a parable, there's a parable shared in the Bible, it's about finances. It just seems that way. So understand that my belief after really getting into the Bible is that there's nothing wrong with being rich. It's just what you do with your riches. There's nothing wrong with having money. It's what you do with your money. You can give riches to an idiot and he'll do idiotic things. You can give riches to a kind-hearted person and they'll help a lot of people. Riches don't make somebody corrupt. They were already corrupt in the first place. It just reveals who you are even more. So that's the podcast for today, guys. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the first episode of. So I want to challenge you guys to share this with somebody in your life that you know that would benefit from hearing this message. Somebody in your life that you know that grew up hearing the same exact myths that I debunked in this episode. Also, I want to challenge you guys to just leave a review. Let me know 
um, what you learned from the podcast that you would like to hear when it comes to finances, right? Or certain Bible texts that you found on finances that you would like us to go over together in a future episode of this podcast, right? So, and you can do that real easily by just going to HughStory.com and getting in touch with me from the contact tab, right? You can literally just leave me a message and I'll literally get into, and I'll literally just write you back real simple and easy. Or you can just get in touch with me on Instagram if you have anything that you would like me to talk about in the future episodes, right? So that's all for today. Until next time.